What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Three Questions Podcast, New Mexico's premier business podcast. I am Pam Myers, your host, and my wonderful co-host is the fabulous Erica Yoakum with Virtual Personal Assistance. Yes. <laughs> I think I need to come up with a refresher uh, introduction for you because I say that every week, huh? <laughs> Oh, I have to, oh no, talk badly about me. <laughs> I love it. No, I love being called, who doesn't love being called fabulous? Right, right. Yeah, that's true. Um, and our guest this week is Thackeray Kuma. He is the owner of UE's Delivery Service. So good morning, Thackeray. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Happy and, to happy to be here. Yeah. Close uh, enough on the last name. Say the last name again. Yeah. Uh, Keuma. Keuma. Right. I just mispronounced it. I apologize for that. It's okay. It's pretty common. That uh, happens to me literally all the time. I've been been a Yoakum for 24 years now, and I think I've spelled it, I think I've seen it spelled properly like twice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, whatever. (laughs) Exactly. Just just don't call me late for dinner, as my mom used to say. Exactly. and so, um, Zachary, tell us about your tell us about your company. What is um, UE's delivery service? So, UE's delivery service does imported hobby goods and collectibles from Japan. Um, our primary specialty is Pokemon, um, but we do have offerings for several other franchises, um, including Studio Ghibli um, and major anime franchises uh, such as Demon Slayer um, and. My Hero Academia, um, (laughs) Kirby, things like that. Um, We we do have we do have some things for just about everybody, and we have the ability to get things in um, for things that people may not see um, may not see that we have. um, We have the ability to get stuff in. And that is so cool. It is cool, right? Yeah, I love I love it. And what? you have a location in Old Town, correct? Correct. So we're partnered with Old Town Hobbies and Games. Um, they are wonderful enough that they've allowed us a quite large section of their shop um, to set up all of our uh, current inventory inside of. Very exciting. And so um, how how long have you been in business? When did you open up? Um, so we started out just kind of doing... Um, conventions, uh, things like that. And our first convention was actually last year at the uh, New Mexico Comic and Film Expo uh, that happened over Halloween. Yeah. Um, So we're coming up on a year now. um, And things have been, things have been amazing, crazy, great, (laughs) <laughs> all, all of all of the things um we started partnering with old town hobbies and games uh this past january um after the um after the uh new mexico comic-con yes okay i think i i think 
the 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 resurgence of Pokemon uh, was in uh, uh, the Pokemon Go thing. I have a kid. We go, <laughs> I can't even tell you how many miles we put on on our vehicle driving up and down and you know driving him around and him having these battles virtual battles you know on pokemon go while we were parked in front of a park and things like that um i have to say one of my our my most magical memories with him was actually when it first came out and we went to old town and watching 200 people walking around old town with their phones all doing the same thing, all ages, male, female, old, young, yep. you know, people who had just discovered Pokemon, people who had been doing it for 30 years. You know, it was very, very cool. So it kind of woken up, uh, you know, a lot of people woke up to it. I was, you know, I was like a valley girl, like <laughs> I was not <laughs> into that, but so I wasn't as aware. And so I've learned a, a lot of the stuff like Kirby is my favorite dude on the switch because you can suck them people <laughs> and then spit them out later and you know all this stuff that i know which is shocking when you know you're naming all these things i was like oh, i know all those <laughs> wow. i'm not old so um <laughs> but old's just a state of mind right right which is to start this during a pandemic i mean wow that takes some Huevos. Hey, let's start a business when the world has gone crazy. And <laughs> good response is fabulous. I know what. What do you think that? What do you think that is? Why? 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 Why are people so into it when the world is kind of crazy? You know, I I think part of it is it's kind of like a little escape. I know. I know yes. for me, like when I watch my favorite anime or you know just anything really like it kind of takes me away from the things that kind of maybe aren't so great um mm -hmm. not just like in my life but like around like things can be kind of crazy like politically globally just like everything can feel like it's kind of on edge sometimes and it's kind of that you know, so that sweet little escape for for a short period of time. And I think that's part of why some of these franchises are just so big is simply because, you know, they're so far removed from actual reality that it's, True. you know, that, that sweet escape into something completely different. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And these yeah. fandoms are very strong. Oh yes, they are very like, strong, very opinionated. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, oh very passionate, um, which is part of why when I bring stuff in, it's selective in that I only bring stuff in that I can guarantee is one hundred percent authentic. I don't do bootlegs, I, I don't do knockoffs. Um, it's there's something so heartbreaking about finding something and be like. Oh, this is amazing. And I'm like, wait, it looks a little off and off. Yeah. And then finding out that it's a hundred percent fake. Oh, I don't wow. know if either of yeah. you guys have been to the state fair yet, no. uh -uh. Uh, no, but there's quite a few booths um, within the fair selling Pokemon stuff. None of it is authentic. It is a hundred percent Chinese knockoffs. Uh, um, Wow. And some of them are pretty bad, oh. um, including there's also at least one stall that's also selling fake Pokemon cards. 
Um, oh, so that's, that could get so, you lit on fire by Pokemon people. <laughs> it's it's really dangerous mm. to have fake cards for sale, especially in that sort of environment, because mm. these kids are going to be like, oh, I got these really rare packs. I'm so excited. And then they come to our leagues and stuff that we've got yeah, here in town. Yeah. Oh my God. And then I have to break it to these kids that I'm so sorry, but this card that you were really excited about and that you think is worth a lot of money is actually fake. Um, it is so heartbreaking to have to have to be that voice for kids and yeah. then it's like oh well i traded my charizard for these cards at school and it's like i'm so sorry that real card that you had you just traded for these fake cards and these aren't real and so that's one of the things that we do at our pokemon league um because we over at Old Town, we have a kids club that we do every Saturday from 12 to 2. And part of that is teaching parent, parent teaching and like teaching the parents like, hey, like this is how you recognize fake cards. Like the, these are the things that we recommend to help keep your kids cards safe. These are the ones that are worth a lot of money that you might want to encourage your kid to put in a binder that they never touch. <laughs> Yeah. We have those binders. <laughs> one of those binders, yes. But and it's very true because even you know, so I've got a 22 year old and I got an 18 year old, and to, we'll go to the swap meet or something like that. Somebody will have their collection out, and both of them will, oh, you know, got it, got it, need it, got it, got it. Ooh, you know. And, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Teaching the parents. Speaking as a parent, teaching us <laughs> to know what to look for. But right. I'll tell you, when the Even, kids are into it, they'll tell you. Like yeah. My kids know. I mean, it's very interesting. I have learned more about international politics from my kids talking about, you know, just all the just you know uh, grumpy old grandpa at Nintendo, and you know, just all these things that that and because they they are very involved and they're very strongly opinionated mm -hmm. and um they will defend their what they what they like and, and are into very strongly but the, it's i i have, I have always thought it was really interesting just just watching that 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 come out of them like they mm -hmm. really get into it and they really defend it and they really enjoy it and i think yeah. it is because of that escapism yeah. and and it's completely different than you know, Barney the dinosaur, and you know some of the stuff that we're used to here. <laughs> so, go ahead, Erica. No, I was just gonna say, how did you? How did? How did this come about? How did you get into importing and yeah. being that kind of gatekeeper for good versus bad content coming in? How did you? How did you get here? So it's. It had been something that I had been like really interested in for years at this point, probably going on like seven or eight years, probably wow. even longer than that. Um, it had been something that I'd been really interested in. And it kind of started back when uh, Dreamland kind of first opened up mm -hmm. back, um, back at the Cottonwood Mall. Mm -hmm. um, and going there and like seeing the stuff, I'm like, wow, this all this stuff is so cool. And then like going and like looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff is so expensive. 
And then actually going and realizing, oh my gosh, a lot of this stuff is actually fake. Mm-hmm. And so like, and then from there going to various regional competitions and things like that with Pokemon where they've got these actual authentic imports and being like, wow, these are like almost decent prices. Like the bootlegs back home cost more than like this actual stuff. Like that's crazy. Um, And so like, and then I got into like collecting plushes and cards and figures and like all of these other different things. And then I was like, man, this is a really expensive hobby. Like I should (laughs) see if I can do this myself. Um, And then, you know, finding the connections, finding the people, finding the resources to start importing things for myself. And as I did that, I was like, wow, on the secondary market, some of these stuff that I'm getting for, you know, at cost sells for, you know, outrageous prices. And it's like, (laughs) well, I can import it and I don't want to sell it for that much, but, you know, I can, I could still sell it and help other people like get these things that I'm really excited about and that I know are authentic and kind of like be that connection for people that, you know, I've, you know, seen these other places be, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I want to do this. And then I was, I finally had the resources to be able to fund like a very small um, kind of test run, sort of, so to speak. And so I talked it over with my spouse and I was like, hey, you know, Pokemon Center in Japan just came out with all of their Halloween stuff. There's a convention happening over Halloween. We what should if? do this. What if we, what if we mm-hmm. threw all of this money that we just got into this and we started a business? Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I had been talking about it for years at that point, but it's like, how am I going to get capital to start this business? And it kind of just, we kind of just fell into a very small sum of money. And I was like, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's see what we can do with this. And it went great. Um, we, we, our, our first event at the New Mexico Comic and Film Expo, we just had Pokemon products because that was all I was super familiar with at the time and that I felt really comfortable with. Um, and as, you know, time started to go on and the more I started importing things, the more comfortable I felt, um, and the bigger connections that I had. Um, and so I started reaching out and branching into to other fandoms and um and activities and so like one of the other things that we also kind of carry now is um nano paper building um oh. materials um so they're kind of so i'm going to call them exacta knives but that's just like a brand so like you know like the sharp like the mm-hmm. little so we've got those um and it's a it's a Japanese brand and it's actually sharper than an exacta knife. Oh wow. And cheaper. Oh wow. Um you get more blades, more diversity in the blades, and the blades are actually sharper, which when you're doing nano paper building, you require a oh, wow. very, very sharp knife to able to get those precise cuts. Very wow. um, and we've also got like the glues and the kits and like all of that stuff. And we've also got um 
the ability to get some art supplies and stuff in um like Copic markers. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar right. with the Copic brand, um, but Copic is actually a Japanese company. Um, so I'm actually able to get Copic markers for nice. a good price and I can actually sell them for cheaper than you would be able to find them on Amazon. Wow. Now, how, uh, so that prompts me to ask, how has everything been for you with this whole supply chain issue? Is that interrupted what you do? <laughs> A little bit. Um, I have had to change various um, various shipping. Um, mm -hmm. So most originally, I did almost all of my uh, my shipping through Japan Post and USPS um, because I am a avid supporter of the U.S. Postal Service. I think they do a great thing, and I kind of wanted to be able to support that within Japan as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I just kept running into so many issues with my international shipping mm. including losing a um losing a shipment um which completely gone it completely gone um with over two thousand dollars worth yeah. of um worth of merchandise in it um and so that kind of started me on my path to looking for other one uh, <laughs> for for other yeah, for other, for other shipping do. companies um cuz when you're a small business a $2000 base cost loss that's you know you're Ooh. looking at 3 to 4000 dollars in actual revenue yeah. like losing that much it it hurts it yeah. hurts a lot yeah um we're very fortunate that right around the same time we had that loss is when we started working with old town hobbies and games and so we were able to recover from that more or less like it we it still would have been really nice to have that inventory and i still think about it sometimes and all of the things that were in that box that are lost and i cry a little bit oh wow, oh, wow. <laughs> um, wash up on a beach someday you know like they they, they have the legos that still wash up on that, beach that well, you know supply ship went down yeah. I, I I still hold that hope that somewhere one of these days it'll just magically appear. The US Postal Service will exactly. just deliver it to me 10 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> and imagine how much it'll be worth then. Exactly. Right? It'll be right. worth so much it'll more have like than 52 it'll be fantastic. different stamps on it. It's been all around <laughs> the world. It'll what? be great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it'll 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 be fantastic. Um <laughs> right, right. Um and like the other thing with that too is it was so varied, especially like depending on depending on the supply chain problems that were happening around the time period. Like sometimes I'd get a package within about a week and sometimes it would take three months. Oh, wow. So it was incredibly varied and it was really hard for me to be able to, you know, am I going to have... Mm -hmm. my product in by the time I'm doing these shows right. um, and now it's more of a am I going to have product in you know to keep things on the shelves yeah. um, but what I found because now I'm starting I've started shipping with DHL and yeah. I am getting things a lot faster um, mm -hmm. typically mm -hmm. within three to seven days Nice. maybe wow. 10 um, on, on the high end. So I'm getting things a lot faster than I had been in the past. And I'm able to, you know, consistently uh, keep up my inventory where in the past I was waiting 
two plus weeks, like, oh, hey, like this new thing came out in Japan. I'll have it in a month. Yeah. <laughs> Where now <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. this uh, this new Pokemon set came out in Japan on the 8th of September. And I was able to have it, you know, on Tuesday. Wow. Nice. Wow. Wow. And now, yeah. Go back to talking about what do you do on Saturday? You mentioned, I think it, you said on Saturday. You so on on Saturdays, we have a Pokemon club uh, for kids 14 and under um, mm -hmm. at Old Town Hobbies and Games uh, from 12 to 2, where we teach kids um, how to play the Pokemon trading card game. And, you know, we've we've got decks and stuff at the store that, you know, kids can come and play. Um, if they don't have their own decks built and, you know, if they bring their cards in, we'll help them build a deck as well. Um, we'll also teach the parents how to play as well. So that way, you know, they can play with their kids at home, um, you know, to kind of foster that, um, to foster that love at home as well. Um, and then we do also have Pokemon League for all ages at the shop on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, at 630. Very cool. Wow. Very cool. Wow. So people shouldn't go looking for a website because you primarily deal with um, people that walk into your store and, correct. and people that are collecting those kinds of items, correct? Yeah. Correct. We, we do post um, on Facebook and Instagram, yes. um, especially when we try to get new new things in um we do try to try to make posts um about you know the new inventory that we've received um but really we're getting new inventory in at least every two weeks um and we try to you know keep things refreshed so we will take out some old product and put put new ones in, in their place kind of as we as we get things so it's constantly changing so if people want to come and see like we always recommend that they they come down to old town hobbies and games and uh take a look at what we've got in stock Exciting. okay explain so the name real quick which you, one you, uh delivery. yui's delivery service um so it's kind of a play on kiki's delivery service um yeah, okay um and now that we're getting more Studio Ghibli stuff in, it's I, I'm always kind of like leaning towards like, oh, I should get more Kiki's delivery service stuff in just because I think it's really cute. <laughs> um, and then Yui is actually the nickname uh, my daughter gave herself. Um, so my daughter's name wow. is Ayumi, and she calls herself Yui. Um, and so that's kind of how it because we wanted to do something that incorporated her with it mm. and we we're like we, we threw like a couple names out and around before and then we were like yui's delivery service and we we're like yes love it we're keeping it yeah. and then um our logo is actually based on our daughter as well um so it's got the it's got the curly haired girl like kind of like throwing a toy airplane you know like it's kind of like you know, so like teasing, cute. like you know, like we're bringing in imports, so like on the on the plane right. kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I love the logo. It's very cool. <laughs> very. Yeah. Cool. No, we're we're very very thankful. One of our, one of our close friends actually designed the logo for us, and he's a very fantastic artist, and we're really happy with how it turned out. Very cool. Nice. Is there anything you want to add to anybody that might be? Um, 
a fan of everything that you carry of, of what you do? Any other... Um, well, if, you know, if you come down to the shop and you don't find what you're looking for, you know, we always are welcome to, do, we're always, <laughs> we always offer that we will do custom orders. Um, as, as we have availability. Um, so, you know, just reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram and let us know what we're, you're looking for. Um, and we'll let you know what our, what our vendors have available um, and what we can get in for you in the expected timeframe. Very cool. Yeah. Very, well, now I got to go back and I got to go look and, and right. specifically go and look at your stuff. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Yes, thank morning. you. This yeah. very cool. Absolutely. I'm so, so thankful that you guys asked me to come on. I've been really excited about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll, it'll be, so it'll, um, we'll share it on, it's out on Facebook live on a couple of channels as we've been speaking and we'll, uh, multiply that and then it'll be available on all the podcasting channels within the hour typically right yep yeah. awesome awesome so thank you everybody for listening thank, thank you the next business alliance for sponsoring yes thank you and thank you um thackeray have a wonderful rest of your week and uh see y'all back here next thursday yep. all right thank you bye guys bye. so much bye bye <laughs> What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards.